Hey, we're back on the air. It's been a while since I podcasted. This is the buddy's owner, Arizona Schnoodle Walks. Yeah, 2020 edition. I think I did. I think the last one was way back on January, January 1st. So it's been over a week. And I think I have a kind of a controversial title for this podcast, but the titles get put on after the podcast is over, so it could change, but it's about eight in the morning in uh, Phoenix, it's January 9th morning, and it's 47 degrees, holy cow, the sun came up at 732, but sun sets at 538, and it looks like today is going to be 61 degrees. 61. And uh, if the title of the podcast stays the same, it's, it's going to be, are you an asshole? Question mark. I am, right? So that that's kind of a fun title. And uh, I am an asshole, right? I mean, is that part of my black slices? Like basically, we all have our black slices, meaning areas that are just abrasive. Or another way one person says it's like some people are like loving, it's like loving a porcupine. So like I've got porcupine needles sticking out. (laughs) I'm not not a cuddly, cuddly person. And it's it's in the heart and soul and mind. And it's kind of like... I still am working on this self-awareness thing, right? You know, so, some people say like, ah, oh, yeah, I have one person, I only have one data point. And she's like, oh yeah, you're the most self-aware. <laughs> and I chuckle because I'm like, I, I, wait, I took a test on that. And I'm not, I'm not self-aware. I am, I'm socially self-aware. So by doing this podcast, I'm, this is a social thing for me. But if I'm left to my devices, which means like in my head, which, damn, that's where I'm at so often in my head, just in my head too much. And uh, so are you an asshole? I am. Yeah. And so, so I got a black slice and I, you know, I don't, most of us, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to examine it. It's not going to go away. Right. I mean, that's that's the thing about this human condition. Is that we're all kind of screwed up. I mean, it's. And that's kind of why the the magic or the mystery of faith and eternity and spirit is that. We have this constraint and I have kind of framed it. You know, I'm just of course, I make this up. Right. But especially you women out there that have babies, you know. You have this life in you for nine months. I mean, you, you, you know, I, mean, I think I joked about it before. Like men, we, we're just like clueless, right? And I even woke up this morning laughing about male privilege. And my, I don't think my wife gets it. But uh, and, and then we kind of, and this, the subject this morning or in my head, this waking up this morning, I was thinking about there's this famous woman named Beth Moore, who who's like a Christian teacher and uh the men in the the Christian community are all 
you know, like up in arms, like, oh, a woman, there's, you know, the Bible says that a woman can't have authority over a man. <laughs> and then they, you know, then they have this fancy word. They always come up with these words for like, you know, what the proper way of thinking is, which is complementarianism. <laughs> I just started laughing. I'm like, seriously, we have a word called complementarianism, which it's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and I can guess at it, right? And you can probably guess at it. That like, you know, that these these men in the churches are like, well, you know, the woman compliments the man. <laughs> and being a woman, gosh, you, I'm not a woman, but I, 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 I'm sort of empathizing with the plight of womanhood. And it's like the women, the women uh, are the whole reason why the human race continues <laughs> birthing new life. Can you imagine how crazy this is? If you're a woman, you must be going, what the hell? I mean, we, we carry these human beings around for nine, nine months, <laughs> birth them, and then they turn on us when we... <laughs> They turn on us. So who could empathize with God's position better than a woman? But men are going to be like, no, I'm not listening to that woman. No, it's a woman. And the Bible says, <laughs> the Bible says that only men can teach. And then the whole concept of authority. And so I had this meeting, um, was it yesterday or two two days ago? What is today? It was Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> and talk about communication snafus uh you know i i got i i i had a, a contentious thing this guy basically told me he was like you know stay away from a brother that is unruly so yeah you've heard that before maybe the pie i'm mr unruly but me being the nerd detailed dude that i am i'm like dude that's not that's not that's not what this says. It says something else. It says idle and meaning not not doing anything and living off the church, you know. Just different context, right? So I put up with it for six months and I was like, oh, you know, this guy's throwing these this pluck verse thing in my face. And I am an asshole to him. I mean, I'm an asshole, right? I mean, they just they can't figure me out. I confuse him. I'm stubborn as hell. I won't back down on things, right? And I've made my statements and nobody cares, or it doesn't seem like they care. And they're not gonna change, right? They're just like, well, no, this is the official beliefs or whatever. I'm like, whatever. So I, it's, and, and so I had this discussion with a guy and it seemed like it was going well. And the, the only thing I wanted to reconcile, so apparently I forgot in the email from last week, I said, hey, I want to get together and reconcile. And most of it was, I don't want to email them and just tell them, like, this is what I think. You know, like, hey, I think you're wrong about this, right? I don't want to do that. I could do it in an email and write it all out, right? But my whole, the whole problem with the thing started is because the guy wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't meet with me in person. He would just dump verses on me, which I would have to read. And then I realized, hey, wait a minute, this verse you're giving to me about like staying away from 
a brother. That, that's not a verse for me. It's for you. You're, you're, you're staying away from me. That's an instruction for you. So I guess I'm glad you're sharing that with me because now I know why you won't meet with me or talk to me. Right. And, and so I waited six months. His son got married uh, in like November, December. So I was like, I backed off. I backed off. I, I was, I, I'm contentious and contrarian to a lot of things being said. And I'm like most people, like this is the unique thing about this podcast is you're hearing from someone who's like, you could say I'm an idiot because like most people would just walk away and go, okay, yeah, that's not a place for me. But because I have like 20 years invested in it, I, uh, and I have this, this theory that we shouldn't just hop around to different churches, you know? You know, I just, <laughs> so I'm, I'm the idiot and an asshole at the same time. But th- this is, this is back to the Gaussian distribution curve. So it's not like, that's why I said, you know, the question is, are you an asshole? I am, you know, I am because I am to some people. I mean, I, because people get frustrated. They don't have as one of my, I don't know if he's a friend or not. I think so. I thought he was, but. He's like, people don't want to go deep, man. People, people don't want to go, people don't want to go deep. And I'm like, well, if you don't want to go deep, then what's the point of living? Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, I guess, and this is my, my poor wife has to put up with me. I don't know if it's put up with me or what. She gets to, it's either, it's, it's, it's two head, two sides of the coin. It's, she gets to pleasure, pleasure. Of, of, of my shit, you know, and seeing me struggle with my shit or whatever. <laughs> but you know, so she, I was, I'm about to say complimentary. So <laughs> she compliments me, like, yeah, we all have different strengths, but so she keeps me on board, like, 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 well, and we're learning after all these years, we're still we're learning stuff. Like for her, if she wants me to do something because of my upbringing with my mother and things and just my whatever, my wacky upbringing, it's like I resist instructions, right? I mean, I just grew up with it. I grew up with a a mother manipulating the hell out of me. And it wasn't like in a mean way manipulation, but I think I mentioned this before, like, for example, my, the kind of, this is what I mean by manipulation. So like, let's say I'm like 10 years old and my dad's out shoveling the snow. So instead of my mom coming in and going, hey, Mike, uh, why don't you go out and shovel the snow? Because dad's, you know, he's 50 years old now and he shouldn't be shoveling the snow, you know. So that would be like a direct instruction. you know. But instead, what I got was, oh, your poor dad is out there shoveling the snow again. <laughs> so, so. So I was, I've been corrupted by this kind of communication and it just angered me. Cause I mean, I, I think if she would just be direct and say, now, Michael, we want you to go out and shelve the snow. And I'd probably be like, oh, okay. All right. You know, and maybe it would take like a couple times for me to like, to go, oh, this is different. 
This is a different way of communicating. Oh, direct communication. Oh. <laughs> but, but because I grew up with this shit and I was just like, and I'm, I am an ass or whatever, a weasel. This is how people look at me probably. It's like, you know, I, I guess we're all lazy too, you know? I guess I could name the title, Are You Lazy? I am. <laughs> but it fits into the story brand marketing. It's like people don't want to think. Clarify the message. And I'm, I'm Mr. Complicate the Message because I think I grew up with complicated messages. Think about it, right? Well, your poor dad's out there, snow, snow again. <laughs> and it's like, that's not a clear message to me. That is unclear and makes me think too much and makes me think about stuff that's like, why should I really be thinking of like, if my dad's going to have a heart attack, if he like lifts up one more shovel of snow in the next two minutes, does that, does that help me? Like, is that motivating me? My, my dad lived for another 30 years, by the way, after that <laughs> stuff. But another another example of the, my mother, I, this one was one of my favorites, is I'm the youngest of the family, like by far. So my I have three, you'd think like, oh, Mike, you grew up in a family. Cool. Oh, three older brothers and sisters. Oh, you must be normal, right? You know, you know, that's a normal family, right? But the thing was, they were like six, eight, and 10 years older than me, over than me. So those three, those three were like terrors. And then I come along and I'm like home alone, home alone when I'm like 14, like the next, the next closest to me is 20, you know, they're gone. They left the house. So now I'm in this house all by myself with this unique family. You know, and my, my, my favorites was my, one of my favorites is my mother. She's a great cook, cook food. I, I ate well. Once again. <laughs> and, and my wife's today, my wife's real thankful because I'll eat anything. Like I, I grew up with like really weird type of food. Cause my mom would like make ratatouille, you know, or something, you know, you know, I'd like, and I'd have to, you know, I ate it cause it was all right. I didn't fight for whatever reason I ate stuff. And my mom was always cooking and they had, Socially, they had this community of like the gourmet club, right? The gourmet, <laughs> really snobby. But then, like the, the people would come over and they'd cook like India food, and they this is like the '70s, right? And uh, so that's what I grew up with. So my wife's thankful that I eat. But so here's my mom's. She's a very active, good cook. And. Uh, at one time she's like, she's like, she tries to get rid of food sometimes like her inner. So I, I think now I figured out what was going on in her head at the time. I'm a kid. I'm like 13 years old. Right. So one night she brings over like a pork chop. I had like two pork chops and we're sitting in this little kitchen now. Cause that's just my dad, my mom and I sitting there and my mom gets up. We're about done eating. Dinner's about over. I've finished eating pretty much. My mom goes to the stove, picks up the pan. There's like one pork chop left in there. And this is not a very big kitchen. So she she brings over the the pan and the pork chop. And she's like, here, Mike, there's only one left. Can you, would you eat this? I'm like, no, mom, I don't want it. 
Oh, come on. I, 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 I don't want it. It's just one left. And I know, Mom, I don't want it. And so instead, she just, instead, of, instead of like listening to me, right, she just like took the spatula and like pushed the pork chop onto my plate. <laughs> and I had told her like twice, at least twice, like, no, Mom, I don't want the pork chop. And, and so what I did is I picked up the, she put it on my plate, walked, kind of like walked away. And I picked up the pork chop by the bone, you know, like it has that little curvy bone thing. And, uh, and I just like, I was sitting about 12 feet away from the sink. And so I just like, like a basketball player, I just kind of like flicked it <laughs> into the sink. <laughs> <laughs> so so imagine this is like mom's and like what, what do you think my mom's reaction was this is like amazing it was like no no like no yelling no don't do that it was just kind of like i think it, it finally i told her twice i don't want it and and when I, she put it on my plate and then i flick it into the sink and my dad's sitting there too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so i flick it into the sink and uh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> and, and like, all right. I mean, I made my point. I, and, my, and again, it's just like direct communication. It was like, you know, I don't know if, that, if that, that's a bad example of direct communication. Because I guess my mom, all she could do is say, look, eat this pork chop. <laughs> Which makes no sense, right? <laughs> Kid, you have to eat this pork chop. <laughs> and that makes no sense. So she didn't do that. But now I'm thinking like, oh, I bet you she just didn't want to get a plate out, put the pork chop on a plate, and put saran wrap over it or something, right? So, I mean, in other words, in my mom's mind, she probably just wanted to get rid of the pork chop and not have to put it in the refrigerator. So she's like, here, I, I don't care what you do with it. Just put it on your plate. And then I, I flick, <laughs> flick it into the sink. It's like a, a, if I had better reaction time, I would probably just let the pork chop sit on my plate and then maybe take one bite out of it and then calmly throw it away um, later but that's not me 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 i'm like hyper reactive i'm like no i don't want this pork chop i told you twice it's going in the sink right so wow that's a story right there that's that's a story so what else so that's that's how i kind of grew up with less than direct communication and i always felt like i was having to try to figure out what other people were trying to communicate because it was like so often so coded and may, and maybe ask yourself maybe maybe you have an element of it remember the gaussian distribution curve i'm probably extreme exposure to weird communication <laughs> but you probably have a little bit of exposure to weird communication right so Flipping the pork chop in the sink. That that was my my thing. And I guess since I quote unquote 
got away with it that when I come across situations today and people are trying to put pork chops on my plate, I don't think twice about picking it up and flipping it in the sink. <laughs> and, and I don't think people like it, right? People don't, people don't like that. Hey, you're not supposed to flip that pork chop in the sink. That's rude. That's, uh, that's terrible. You know? So that's who you're listening to, folks. You're listening to a pork chop flipper into the sink. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, the guy we met, and here's on communication too. So, um, I, I wanted to reconcile the, the other day over this separation, right? So I, I, and the guy's like, okay, great. And in my mind, my expectations were I was like, all right, I got to explain to him in person that he's not, that it was really rude for him to do what he did. And I waited six months, you know, it's like, all right. But I wanted to let him know it was rude. It was just, that was actually awful. No one should do that. No one, no one should do what he did. Right. But I didn't want to make, I didn't want to like belabor that. And, and I know there's like, I've, I've thrown a lot of other pork chops in the sink metaphorically from other people trying to put them on my plate. Um, so it's actually kind of a useful metaphor for me anyway. So is it a metaphor? I don't know. Sounds like a cool word. So you geniuses out there who know the difference between metaphor, metaphors and analogies. I've Googled that thing like 10 times in the last five years and I still can't remember it. <laughs> Full transparency here. You're not listening to the most literary genius person out there. So I own that. I own it. I, I get analogy and metaphor mixed up. Someday maybe I'll get it. As long as I get embarrassed enough about it, then I'll probably figure it out. So, um, yeah, so I went into the meeting like, okay, well, I don't want to just jump in and say like, oh, this is what I want to talk about. So we had a nice conversation for like 40 minutes. It was actually quite pleasant. Nice guy, right? I always, I don't know what he thinks, but I think he's not a great guy. Super. He's like, you know, just a great guy. But I wanted to reconcile this thing. And I was like, I don't think that's good. And it's just not a good attitude to have towards other people. Especially when I reached out many times, like, let's just talk. You know, but I guess, you know, maybe he knew, knows better that that even if we met back in July, nothing was going to change. So why, why meet? Well, I mean, I probably, if he sent that instead of a text, I mean, a, a verse, if he just said that plainly and said like, well, Michael, I, I know you want to meet in person, but. Really, nothing's going to change. We don't, I don't agree with your views and, uh, you know, that's it, you know. But instead, I got a verse, you know. So it's like, oh, and then my argumentative side is like, oh, I got a verse. Okay, well, let's look at that. And uh, so I, we then when the, the part of the meeting 
started about where I wanted to get this reconciled, right? So it was like, he was kind of like agreeable. It's like, okay, yeah, I see. I see what you mean by that. That's, I was, I was wrong on that. And then he was like, right away, he was like, but, but what about all the other stuff? And then my big mistake, that's where I totally blew it. And in hindsight, what I didn't realize what I should have done is just say, hey, well, thank you. I just wanted, that's what I wanted to get clarified. I now, we now agree that that was not the best to do. So let's move on, right? That's it. That's uh, thanks for meeting with me this morning. I'm done. But I got, I don't know if the, the word's probably not greedy, but it, in this case, it's probably like more, oh, okay. I didn't know I was going to get agreement so quickly on that. Maybe he's open-minded to to uh, listen to me about this other stuff and consider some changes, you know? Maybe. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I was like so wrong, right? So I'm like, hey. But it is also actually kind of like makes sense though too, on the other hand, right? I, I got I got what I was after. I got an admission that this was like BS to do that, right? And I should have stopped there, but I, I thought, oh, wow, we're on a roll now, man. I got one. I finally got one. And it's not that I'm doing, I'm like tallying a sheet of things. I actually want things to be better, right? I want, I want everything to be better. And part of my inclusive desire for inclusivity is I just want to be welcoming and, and, and have this inclusive, um, I don't know, but it's how the one word came brand to mind, an inclusive, welcoming persona, right? And uh, so I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe there's hope here. Maybe, I got agreement on this. Maybe maybe these other issues that we talked about, maybe we can get agreement on that. And and then it, it's you know he he kept pressing on me on some things, and I'm like, well, I, that other. The other verses you mentioned didn't apply either, you know. And then it started spiraling into, like, I'm not, I didn't come here to agree to the things I previously disagreed with. I came to get that one thing sorted out. And then he realized after about 20, 30 minutes that, well, wait a minute. He, this isn't, we're not reconciling here. So in his, so here's communications issue. Really interesting. Hopefully I can learn from it. Maybe, maybe it'll happen to you. But you probably don't get, get into situations. You probably avoid all these types of situations <laughs> that I get into. And it's painful, but maybe I can learn from it. Maybe, and maybe you can learn from it too. Those dogs, I don't know, maybe those other dogs will learn something too. We're going to walk away from those dogs here. Uh, so, um, he abruptly got up from the table. We just said I'd get a coffee shop at the grocery store type thing. Nobody's around. It's pretty private, but it's public, private type thing. And uh, 
So, hey, buddy, what are you, are you chewing on something? Hey, what do you got? Worry about. I think Bud, Bud might have found something to chew on. I don't know what it was, but so public private place. And he abruptly gets up and he goes, "Well, you, you didn't come here to reconcile." <laughs> and, and I was like shocked. I was like, "What? What?" You know, it was it was kind of at a point where I was really pushing the buttons about this this whole thing about like false teaching and things like that and my my position is like if you well if you claim that somebody else is a false teacher and like that that it gives the impression that oh well then we we well yeah those people are false teachers well but that means that means we are the true true we only teach truth right and that gets my radar up, right? My, 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 it's kind of like someone putting a pork chop on my plate. Like, I do not want to talk about whether so-and-so is a false teacher or not. Don't put the pork chop on my plate. So I'm flipping it back in the sink and going, no, 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 no. We are not going to claim that we got it all figured out. And we're not going to separate ourselves and be exclusive and say that we we have this this god thing figured out <laughs> but it's like the absurdity of it and we just don't see it but i'm there to show it to i'm there to remind them we do not have that arrogance thing you know which is ironic right because i'm mr arrogant then right depending like that yeah i'm the asshole right which is fine, okay, you know. But I, I someone's got to stand up to this stuff. I think, I think someone's got to do it. And uh, you know, I've mentioned like, well, two weeks later, Easter Sunday, two weeks pre- prior, the guy's claiming someone else is a false teacher, and I'm listening, and I'm like, you know, guess what, dude? You are now teaching falsely my friend you know and it's like it's not a sin against me so i'm not going to do this stupid you know matthew 18 you know and they just told us that we have elders in place to help protect us from false teaching so therefore you know the elders should listen to my thought of hey i think that's false teaching and i think that's what set them off because, and, and, I, and I think what set him off, too, was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Do you realize that some some people came to the Lord <laughs> during, during that message? You know, we, we really reached out to some people. They came to the Lord. And I'm like, I, you know, yeah, I care about that, I guess. But what, he just laughed at that point. He was just, like, furious. And then I, in, in hindsight, and, and so, like, then I was like, shocked you know I'm like what do i do that i, I had written a uh, i probably sat there for almost two hours on my phone which is not a great tool for um, typing an email and the first email i wrote was really kind of nasty right and then i backed off somehow I, I swear this is the holy spirit 
speaking to me. It's like, dude, do not send that. <laughs> do not send that email. And the second one probably isn't like awesome, but it, it's a lot better than the first, first one was. <laughs> but the second one, which is what he received, was simply, hey, well, uh, you left abruptly. You claimed that I wasn't there for reconciliation. And I actually, I asked him and I said verbally, I said, Did I, is that what I said? Reconciliation? Because like he was claiming like I wasn't reconciling. I'm like, well, did I even say that I was using that word? But he walked away. Left. Right away. Boom. That's it. He was done. So I did look at the email and I did use the word reconciliation. And I thought, huh, I wonder what I meant by that. And then I realized, well, yeah, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to reconcile that he was, <laughs> he was abusive to, to like just shun me for six months and never talk to me. Right. And, and, and I don't, you know, so that never, I never had a chance to like discuss it because he just walked away. And then I realized, well, oh, okay. So when you read the word that I want to meet and reconcile, he assumed a whole bunch of stuff. He assumed, he assumed like I was going to grovel and just like, oh, for the last 15 years, I'm so sorry. That I, that I actually show up and use my head and think, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm going to, um, I guess I won't use my brain anymore. I guess that's, that's, uh, that's this bucket mentality. If you want to be, if you want to be part of this, this community, you do not get to use your brain. You know, you don't get to think you, uh, of course, like now I'm, giving my side of the story, which is easy on a podcast, right? Because nobody's arguing, <laughs> arguing with me. <laughs> but but uh, from his point of view, it turns out, he thought the whole thing was going to be completely different. And then I thought, well, that's really not my fault, is it? You know, like, just because he assumed something was going to take place, and it wasn't turning out the way he thought it was. That, that that's not my fault, is it? Right? It can't be. Right? You know, and someone might say, "Well, you misled him." I'm like, "No, nah, I didn't really mislead him because I I wanted to get this reconciled about being shunned when I don't think I really should be shunned." But you know, they're just tired of me, I guess. But I'm like, "Well, that that's what they said back in July." I was like, "Oh, you know, get behind the plow." You, well, I'm telling you. The, the plows you want to plow aren't the ones that I'm gifted to plow in. Like I said, you know, their, their example was like, whoa, you got people, you know, uh, getting divorced and having affairs and stuff. And I'm like, okay, so you're plowing that. Do you really think you want me? I know you don't want me to get behind the plow and go meet with those people and have me tell them, well, okay, well, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my skill level in those issues, right? So it's kind of revealing, like they have a limited number of plows. Like they only, 
are concerned with certain things. And what I want to plow is something else. My calling is to plow something else. And actually, if we'd plowed the spirit, there'd probably be less of the stuff that they're plowing now. So they're plowing weeds instead of looking for the crop. So the focus is on the weeds and fixing weeds instead of let's celebrate the harvest. Let's let's celebrate, let's let's how do we make this harvest better? There's always going to be weeds. But let's let's focus on this next year's crop and harvest and how it can grow. So um, the polite, nice email basically I said was, hey man, I, uh, I, uh, I agree. I, I wrote the word reconciliation and I think what happened was I had one thing in mind, which is what I uh, achieved. I feel I reconciled that. Thank you for showing up. And and, and um, part of the reconciliation was just that he admitted that he did that incorrectly, which, you know, <laughs> most people probably wouldn't think that is reconciliation, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But hey, maybe I maybe I play fast and loose with words. I don't know. It was nothing nefarious. I honestly felt like that needed to be reconciled or dealt with. So that's what we did. So I achieved in my email, like the good one, the second one, was, hey man, we reconciled. I'm good. We're good. Uh, that should have stopped right there. That's it. That's all I wanted. And we probably should have stopped there and not gone further, but... Now I realize you thought reconciliation meant something else. And I still don't know what that is, really, because he just left abruptly, right? What? I mean, I, sir, I, mean, I can't imagine. He, I'm left at guessing now, right? Which is not a good thing. So I'm left with, oh, so reconciliation to you means that I get back in the crab mentality bucket and line up behind the shepherds of the flock who are protecting us from false teaching. And, uh, you know, don't listen to those people. Listen to us. Yeah, we got it figured out. So I tried the listening to us. You got it figured out. And I go, well, wait a minute. There's some things you're teaching from the Bible that just aren't quite right. So, we, you know, is when he realized that, that that's where it was going, he just, that's where he goes. Well, we're not reconciling. And, and my, my uh, and so now it's obvious that he assumed reconciliation meant one thing to him. And he didn't think of the possibility that I might have something else in mind. So, I'm an asshole. To him, right? Of course, right? Whatever. I got huge confidence. So I'm talking about it now. I'm, I've, 
and I have a tendency to, what do they call that again? Ruminate on things, process. And part of it is working out the best way to articulate something. So I'm walking the dog, I'm talking about it now. And I feel like I made some personal progress. I took some massive action in personal development by not responding to his email. So he actually returned an email yesterday to me. I see it, but I'm not reading it, you know? So I'm like, you know what? It's Thursday morning. I got stuff to do, man. I'm going to go see my 94-year-old mother and try to like work that out. My wife's coming along, which is good because she has better insight on stuff. Can you believe that those words came out of my mouth, man? Better insight from my wife. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> personal growth, man. I'm a, I'm a, I was really low on the Gaussian curve. I'm about 20% up. I'm still way below average, but I'm moving. I'm moving the right <laughs> I'm moving in the right direction. So, um, so yeah, we're going to do with my mom today for about, I don't know, four hours. And then we're going to do something else. We're going to do this, uh, meet with this family that's offered to answer questions about weekly rentals of the house. I think that sounds pretty cool. So, uh, and I've, I've, I sent out like 10 contact emails yesterday for jobs, just kind of networking, right? And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was that? I was going with. So, so, yeah, so I, I, I got the email from him. I don't, I, I don't want to read it because here's what I suspect. I'm worried what's going to happen is I'm going to get his response to my email. And it's just going to launch me into a whole set of emotional things. So I'm like, you know what? The best thing for me to do is just like put it off. But also because I'm pretty responsive to stuff. I don't like to sit on stuff. I mean, I, I'm weird, right? But maybe there'll be a day when I'm like, you know what? People send you emails. I, I know someone <laughs> who does it. Who, who, uh, who probably will get messages and respond to them like two weeks later because they won't look at them for two weeks or something. I'm a long time. And when you get busy, you just can't deal with it, especially these some of these online connection things, coaching things, relationship things. It's kind of weird. You just can't get back to people. But as long as other people know that, that, that the people won't get back to you, then it's okay. So... All I did was this morning, I took 10 minutes. I said, I'm going to, okay, I'll, I'll give 10 minutes to this. And I basically said, you know, I sent him an email and I said, hey, I noticed that you responded. In other words, I, I wrote a new email. I didn't, I didn't even open. I didn't even open the one he sent me. I just started a new email. New email to him says, hey, I see you sent me a response. He says, I'm, I'm not, I got... I'm not going to look at it till this weekend, you know, which I probably didn't have to send. I probably didn't have to send this email, but you know, Hey, I'm pretty responsive. So I just want to let him know because it was a, it was a pretty intense meeting, you know? 
and because uh, I'm processing my own thoughts, my own emotions. So it's an intense thing. So I got t- I took ten minutes, pushed it to him, and I, I probably went overboard. I probably I think I repeated my main message, which was, "Hey, we're reconciled." You know the other issues. You know then I went into some biblical thoughts, like, well. If we're going to be a community that judges other communities as false, you know, and you don't change that, you don't address it, well, well, then that to me is like, we're just going back to circumcision, right? Like, and what I mean by that is there was this, this huge Christian growth thing started with Jewish people, right? All the Peter... John, Saul was a Jew, became Paul. And then they had a big debate, like, hey, oh, wow, Gentiles? Gentiles are in the faith? What? What? Is that really, is that really, what, what? Is that really going on? Yeah, man. <laughs> remember? Remember what we're saying? What What are we smoking? What are, what are we selling? Are we smoking what we're selling? This guy, yeah, his name, he was actually God himself, and we didn't know it. Yeah, that guy, the guy that we thought, you know, he taught some wild, crazy stuff, you know, that we kind of hung out with for a long time. And then he he got dead and we, we got crucified. And we thought, what the hell is going on here? And then he rose from the dead. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's not just for us. That's, that's a big deal. You know, that's a big deal. God planned to uh, use that for uh, for everybody. Hey, good morning. We'll see you later this afternoon. Have a good day. So, uh, yeah, so it's the the Gentile things. And then he said, wait a minute. Hey, he's got, oh, Gentiles. They're now part. We're all part of the same tribe, the same family, the inclusivity, right? I love inclusivity. It's a beautiful message, right? And the originals, the originals, you know, the established people are like, wait a minute, hey, those Gentiles, they need to get circumcised. And Paul was like, eh, I don't think so, guys. I think the whole point of this gospel, this new message, the, you know, don't you remember, guys? It's a pretty big deal. It's, uh, don't you remember this guy that we kind of hung on a cross? <laughs> He rose again, right? And then Stephen, remember that guy that just kind of like the guys are really the Jewish people are really angry with this new message of inclusivity, right? And what did they do? They stoned a guy, and I was standing there watching it, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it until the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to the truth. And now we're seeing God opening the eyes of Gentiles. So, you know, I think it's something's changed. Something's changed, man. And uh, because of that, no, we, we've all decided, no, we're not, we're not doing the circumcision thing. That's part of the old thing. Part of the old. 
So my email, that's the backdrop for my email, which basically said, well, it seems to me that this body of believers is making the declaration of certain people as false teachers a sign of circumcision. You know, it's like, if you want to be part of this bucket, the crab mentality, be in our bucket, we all, we all believe that this guy is a false teacher. So, you know, hey, if you want to reconcile, you got to join us in the bucket. You got to enter in to the bucket. Stay in our bucket. Don't, don't try to get out of the bucket. Don't try to have an alternative view. No, no, stay in our bucket. And, and so that's my observation, right? So remember, everybody's got a point of view. So I don't think he really shares that point of view because we did, you know, he just abruptly left. But I, 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 I provided that bucket mentality. I, I don't know, you know, you know, that the email I sent this morning in 10 minutes <laughs> might, might spark its own response. But in, in, a, in a weird way, I'm just kind of saying, hey, I will look at your response. But not today, not tomorrow. So are you an asshole? We're getting to the end here. Are you an asshole? I am. That's a podcast today. Is there a takeaway on that? Is there like, you know, maybe you've already, I'm basically naming something that you guys probably already knew this, that we're just not going to please everybody, are we? And as much as I, my weakness, the blind side of my strength of inclusion, the blind side is I really don't like people be, being in their own buckets and creating their own bucket mentality. So this is a message of freedom, of love, love, not knowledge. It's been there the whole time. And every wedding you go to, so a little tidbit, next time you go to a wedding and they read 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse four, ask yourself, well, what's in verses one through three? And that's where the key is, is one through three. And I forgot this box, bud. I'm going to have to go throw that box away. And uh, I'm going to wipe your paws. And Bud's hair is getting so long. So if you do own a dog, when the dog's, he's got hair that comes out in his paws and his hair's coming out so long that he's losing his traction on the tile floor. It's pretty funny. So, so we'll probably have to get him groomed and get his hair cut out from his leg, his paws, because he's slipping around on the floor. Of course, he can't tell us and complain and go, hey, I'm slipping around on the floor, people. Can you, like, cut the hair out of my paws? You know? So that's a shout-out for all you... All you people that only listen, you're only listening because of the dog, which is okay because that's how we market this baby. 
this podcast is marketed as Buddy's Owner, Arizona Schnoodle Walks. So being the schnoodle authority and expert that I am, sarcasm, sarcasm, um, that's what you got. You got hair in the paws slipping on the tiles. And I was closing with something. Yeah, so we, we, we already know this, but we're not going to please everybody. It's tough. And it's tough when you have a message of inclusion. And I noticed that that wasn't connecting with my friend, that I was speaking from a position of inclusion and he was not interested in inclusion. That's not one of his strengths. But uh, I, I don't think inclusion is a very strong strength of many people in the denominational world. And I guess most people just like put up with it. That's the thing. It's like, you know, you know, for me, my life's different than yours. You're a hero. I'm a hero. I'm going to overcome. Let's overcome our obstacles. Whatever you got on today, you've got some obstacles. And what's the benefit of this podcast? I hope, I just hope you, you know, not hope. I, it's just transparent thoughts, life. You know, I push the envelope. I'm out there. You guys would never do the shit I do. <laughs> And, and I'm not, I'm definitely not, I'm not advocating that we should all be assholes. <laughs> but I guess we have to be assholes of somebody, and which reminds me, Henry Cloud, the great psychologist, there is a chapter about upset the right people, I guess it's called. Maybe I should reread that chapter again. It's upsetting the right people. So maybe that's probably... Oh, that'll put that in the subtext. But um, uh, upsetting the right people, Henry Cloud. I think it's either nine things you simply must do or something. Maybe I'll find out and put it in the notes. So that's the what now. We, I, you know, For some of you, you have no problem upsetting the right people. It's, it comes naturally to you. This is something that I'm growing in, part of my transformation. And... Uh, I'm toying around with the oxygen mask um, metaphor, analogy, whatever one it is. When you're in an airplane, they tell you. So for you uh, luxurious people that fly in airplanes, um, they they do a discussion about the oxygen mask. If the oxygen masks come down, put your oxygen mask on first before you help others. And... I'm saying that's where revival comes from, is seeing put on your own Holy Spirit oxygen mass first, start some transformation, make some steps, move up the Gaussian curve before you start putting on oxygen mass for other people. And it's the putting the oxygen mass on for other people that's the, the problem. Because I don't, I don't feel like I have 
enough oxygen mask on myself first. Do I really have the oxygen mask on? Do I have it? Yes, it's there. Get, I got I got to put it on every day, every moment. Put on the oxygen mask before I start telling other people what to do with their oxygen masks. That's pretty beautiful, actually, <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> So you were blessed. May you be blessed with your own oxygen mask and breathe in the Holy Spirit. And uh, I don't know when we'll do this again. It's been a week and some intense emotions going on in my life. So, all right. Grace, mercy, mercy, mercy. Can't leave out the mercy. That's God's action on our behalf protecting us. He does it. He'll protect us. And peace. Have a great day.